Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Good morning. Welcome to the Child Whispers show. I appreciate you joining me this morning. The show is a um, connected in support of my book, The Child Whisper, which you can learn more about at thechildwhisper.com. I'm really thrilled to announce we had our most um, listened last month with over 17,000 people listening in on the show. Uh, thanks to Blog Talk Radio featuring the Child Whisper radio show on their parenting page. So if you're new to my world, welcome. And please um, know that you can learn more at thechildwhisper.com. The Child Whisper approach to parenting is based on my profiling system, which I call energy profiling. And within the profiling system, there's four dominant types of natural expression. And your child is born with this nature. They come with it within their being. And when you understand your child's true nature, which one of the four types of energetic movement they lead with in their expression, it makes parenting so much easier if you get on board with it. (laughs) Most likely your nature and the leading expression that you are designed to um, move through life with is not the same as your child. And so you're going to parent true to your instincts and your what's natural for you, but that could be the complete opposite of what your child is. So the first thing you want to do is learn about the four types and determine and assess your child's dominant type. You can sign up for a really great email series, even if you are a member of the Child Whispering community. Um, you might want to subscribe to this at childwhisper.com. Get on our email list. Um, there you'll get a 10 email series. Which I think it's a value whether you're an informed child whisperer or not. Uh, subscribe. And we're now sending out Monday emails. I'm not, not Monday emails. We're sending an email once a week on Thursdays that highlights our activity on the blog and also um, we share, I share the radio show's link and what upcoming shows are, are, are on the schedule. So enjoy that. The, the blog's amazing. If you've not been reading the Child Whisper blog, I add that to your toolkit um, of parenting resources. It's a great blog. We're posting... I'm posting three times a week. We always archive. We put a a post with the radio shows so it's easily found there. And 
uh, our most recent post was, was your most embarrassing childhood moment true to your type? That's a fun post that you can catch up with at the childwhisper.com forward slash blog. Also want to make sure you know about some of my other resources on the website. There's a fabulous book kit if you wanted to read The Child Whisper as part of a book club or even as your family. Do a family book club. And there's some great guidelines and questions to create discussion with. So that book club kit is for free. You can download it from thechildwhisper.com. And then I also have a fabulous set of videos, how to profile babies, children, and teens. Those are also on the website. To get access to that, you do have to be uh, willing to give us your name and email. And, of course, if you don't like what we, we only send, no worries. We don't give that email to anybody, and we really don't send you too many other things besides what you signed up for. Occasionally you might hear from me when I've got a promotion on one of my other fabulous products, especially Dressing Your Truth or anything that's going on in that world. So, well, and then the Facebook pages. Join us at facebook.com forward slash Facebook. I'm sorry, forward slash the child whisperer. I'm in Hawaii right now, and it is a bright and early 6.05 a.m. So <laughs> my brain is still all the way up for an hour, but I'm still getting uh, getting the, the neural pathways connected here, I guess. So today's show out of... Uh, it's been requested out of popular demand. I get this question a lot about a child's disabilities and if they're related to their energy type or does it affect their energy type and their true nature. And uh, let's first look at and qualify and kind of give some definition of what we're talking about with disabilities. Um, again, that's a fairly negative way to see a person disabled. So I used it because it's the most common reference and it put everybody on the same page that I don't personally like to minimize people uh, in any way. We label everything. So in the child whispering world, I'm not doing anything that we're not already doing in this world. We pretty much could put everything into a classification for the sake of um, everybody being able to relate that we know what we're talking about. And it's the same in the world of the child whisper and the four energy types. So here's a classification right off the bat. The being having a disability makes you disabled as a human and uh compromised. So yeah, there might be some some um, whether the, a child's born with an impairment, a physical impairment. Uh, whether it's a condition that's been diagnosed early of a uh, can be anything from heart conditions to different uh, physically uh, the body's not working um, in its full ability. Now you take a Down syndrome child that levels of Down syndrome. I don't even like to necessarily classify that as being disabled. Um, but we've got that experience in our human experience. And then you have 
beyond very, very uh, prolific experience of the mental health world, which I think uh, has in the last decade become prolific in the number of mental health diagnoses that are so readily applied to someone's behavior, the child's behavior. The little bit I know about the the um, diagnostic manual is that it started out as a pamphlet. I recently watched this past week a TED Talk. A young a guy was talking about he studied as a journalist. He was looking at what made someone a psychopath. And he did it with a lot of humor. And he, um, seeing if I can find this, I saw it on the, my, oh, it's John, look up John Ronson, Strange Answers to the Psychopath Test. It was a TED Talk that was given last year. And this, it's really, I loved it because it, was satirical in a way because it was really poking fun at what we're doing and how how fine the line is between what we consider a mental health condition or disability to just being human. And I recommend you watch this. And at the very beginning of the TED Talk, he talks about the um, I'm going to pull it up here on my laptop because he speaks about the diagnostic manual and how it started out as a leaflet, a pamphlet. And now it's like over 400 pages or something. And he start, he went through it and he died. He said, he said this of humor. He said, you know, he's probably not trained as a, you know, he's not a clinician but he went through the the DFW and di- just readily diagnosed with himself with 12 mental health conditions. And the reason he was saying this was we're using these so liberally. And I have to say, it's the DSM manual, diagnostic manual. And it's used by psychiatrists primarily and those in the mental health field. So my point here is I see this happening within the lives of children. The children are being diagnosed with mental health conditions, a disability, when let's look at that. Now let's get into is a disability, does it affect a child's nature? So there's two ways I want to look at this. Let's take just the, the first grouping I talked about. A child's born with a physical ailment or impairment, or there's a child with Down syndrome, or multiple sclerosis, or Stephen Hawkins, who's a very, very uh, expressive type for energy. I don't know, does he have MS, multiple sclerosis? um, I, I I don't think a child's nature is creating... So has is influencing those very physical level 
impairment or compromises. And what I've seen is their nature still shines through it, especially with the condition of Down syndrome. You can easily profile a Down syndrome child with a child that has that particular condition. Easily. They live true to their nature. They live true to their type. They even have a certain look, I know, because they have a more... um, Their appearance is very universal and there's some common um, qualities in their physical appearance. And they... I can see their physical characteristics have a slightly different expression that is true to their type. And so... In that category, I believe a child's true nature still comes through if supported and allowed. Again, the way a child is parented has more effect on if a child's true nature is is expressive in a health-balanced way more than any physical condition. Of course, there's going to be, uh, you take a type 3 child that has maybe a heart condition or something that that has um, requires them to not be as physically capable and they may get tired more readily, you're going to see that with any of the four types. So I really believe that a child's true nature can come through with any any of those physical level expressions. Yeah, when we move into the world of emotional and mental and we get into what I, then I was talking about, it's kind of my Second, let's take a look at this group where the uh, diagnostic manual, you know, the DSM has so many diagnostic labels for a child. It's my experience and from my observation and what um, the many thousands of parents that I work with that I've been exposed to the patterns that I see is it's very common that a child is being diagnosed with a condition because it is their nature and the parents don't understand it or it lends itself to a certain human expression. Let's take autism and Asperger's. It's very, I have predominantly seeing the alignment with a type 4 energy, a type 4 child with having been given that diagnostic um, label. ADHD and hyperactivity. It's more common than type 1 or type 3 1. There's got to be the type 1 and 3 energy in there. One of those are leading. Usually there's the secondary as well. I've seen that a lot. So a child's nature, when not understood and not being supported and parented with congruency, can create a dot. You know the the tendency that it can go out of balance. They're in a level of stress, and no fault to the child. They're not conscious. They're not developed enough to be able to make another choice, they're so out of balance, they get diagnosed with uh, emotional or mental health condition. And I've heard from parents that have been able to turn this around. 
because they start to see their child through new eyes. They begin to understand their true movement, their core expression. They start to learn parenting approaches that allow them to uh, help a child get more balanced and find some uh, peacefulness within their being. And so they shift out of that whole craziness that can be ongoing. Because as long as you keep doing what you're doing as a parent, it's not been working, the stress levels continue to go up, and then you think you have to change your child or bring some level of com- help them conform, medication often gets involved. And, you know, am I saying that you shouldn't, you got you just got to be really, really willing to try some other things, I feel, before that's your first entry point in trying to change your experience with and trying to shift the way things are running for your child. There's so many other great options to be able to resource these days. Diet is huge. You know, the American diet, unless you're really proactive and you're a food, you know, you're really into the the whole food movement with people that are making a difference out there um, educating us and really cleaning up your diet and your children's diet, you know, the bottom line is if you shop in pretty much every aisle in the grocery store, because you've got to shop the perimeters where the fresh food is and stay away from what's up and down the aisles. And if you're buying a lot of what your family is consuming from the grocery store aisles, you're, you know, they have a compromised diet. And that affects their behavior. It just can't you can't separate those two. The fuel you put in your body affects our whole well being. I know this personally from having dealt with issues with my children early on and having to start really getting on the whole, really applying myself to learn about where how does diet work with all this. So my children were raised on a fairly clean Diet, I wasn't super strict, but, um, you know, for the most part, it was holistic in nature, a lot of whole foods and a lot of uh, fresh and a lot of home cooking. Never, never have been one to use processed convenience um, packaged foods. And now my diet's gone to another level, and I'm excited to say that I'll have my daughter, Ann Tuttle Brown, on the show on the 25th and she's going to share a lot of her insight. She's a new mom. Katie, her daughter, is one year old, and there's a whole revelation go- or revolution going on with how to introduce food into a child's life, different options, and now knowing Katie's type 3 nature, it's given her a huge advantage to kind of pick the ones that are the most supportive. And as a type 2 energy, she does a ton of research. She's very well informed. I'm excited to have Anne on the show be able to share some of the most recent discoveries and some of the approaches to introducing food into a child's life. Um, they've taught Katie how to, she is now, and this little girl, <laughs> it's awesome because we joke, she's me in the, you know, she's, we've upgraded. I'm so happy because she's the same energy type as me. She's a type three with a secondary four. And Anne will say, Mom, I'm just raising you. And I said, yeah, the 7.0 version. That's so cool because they um, also put her, I want you to hear the story of how she decided to put her in 
swim lessons at about eight months, six months old or seven months old so that this little girl would be waterproof. And she is. It's pretty remarkable. I might even have got some videos. Um, I think I'll invite her to, we'll, we'll, when we do the recap of the show, I'll have Anne include a couple videos because it's, <laughs> it's a little like, <gasps> but you know what they're doing, the people that are trained in this, and it's phenomenal. So we're going to hear from Anne in a few weeks. So in the meantime, if your child has been labeled with a mental, emotional mental health disability, you might take a step back and really look at that how much of what their behavior is is an um, extreme expression of their true nature. And it's just on overdrive and they're not balanced or they're, they're underbalanced, you know, that's just things are off sync. I'm also a big fan of the company truehopes.com that gives alternative approaches and a diet-based and supplement-based mineral and um, vitamins to be able to create balance and help your child balance out. They have done, they do extensive research and they're a nonprofit organization. They give you tons and tons of support. I personally have been using their products for several years. I have the genetic um, kind of inheritance for mental health issues with depression, bipolar, and probably even some schizophrenia if you go far enough back in the line. Uh, again, depends who did the, you know, who's doing the diagnosis and that. But I've been able to, through diet and that supplementation through True Hope, really shift my um, emotional and mental condition to be really super stable, like like super healthy. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And then I'm a big fan of green smoothies. Go to greensmoothiegirl.com. She'll get you started. She's got an awesome program where she'll take you through, I think it's a 12-month, um, revamp your whole diet. These are 12 weeks, 12 months. I don't know. You can figure it's maybe 12 weeks, probably 12 weeks. It's the system, though, that she takes you through um, really cleaning up your diet and introducing you to other alternatives that are very natural and whole. I'm a, uh, and my other um, pitch I'm going to give today is for local farming. I'm a huge fan of community-shared agriculture, community-supported agriculture, CSAs. Go to localharvest.org. That's how I found ours. I'm a huge supporter of local farming and local ranchers. All my produce comes from um, my local farm. I use Bell Organics, uh, bellorganics.com. I get two shares a week. Right now we're getting all the spring greens, super vibrant, healthy greens. Those primarily go into my smoothies or I talked to my husband. I'm out of town right now. He told me he just made a kale salad. She always gives recipes with the produce. She had fresh rhubarb, kale, collard greens. Um, she's always giving you support on how to cook it. He made, in my absence, he baked a rhubarb cake, made himself a kale salad. And my type 2 husband is getting into grilling and barbecuing and he made some really fabulous ribs. So good stuff. You know, and we we have the beauty of getting raw milk in Utah and we also have um, 
I'm not a big fan of almond milk and coconut milk. I pretty much use that as my staple. I don't drink those beverages, but I'll use them in place as a repl- milk replacement in my smoothies and any baking I might do in cooking. So there you go. Uh, so, Craig, you know, if you have a question for me today along these lines, um, the lines are open at 347-677-1963. So this is a re- recap. I said at the very beginning that I believe physical conditions that create impairments or compromises from um, multiple sclerosis, you've got Down syndrome, you've got, um, there's heart conditions. Those in and of themselves, I don't think, will change a child's nature. They play out, the conditions have side effects, so those play out pretty universally, but a child's nature is still there, wanting to shine through it, wanting to be expressed as who they are. And then my second grouping was the diagnostic um, conditions that we classify in the DSM with emotional and mental health conditions, I feel often are in a child's life a uh, a diagnosis of their nature and their nature's not in balance. So it's almost like it's not a fair diagnosis. So it, it then creates a negative label in a child's life. So, you know, parents sit right in and say, my teacher thinks my child has ADHD. I had one of those questions last week, wants to be tested for ADHD. You know, before I would um, put my child through anything like that, I'd probably say I want to test myself first. I want to know exactly what this test is. I want to know what is being tested, um, what are you doing. I would put myself through it first. Again, I referred to a great TED Talk by a man by the name of John Ronson, Strange Answers to the Psychopath Test. Check out that video. It's pretty fascinating. And just again, take ownership. Take ownership because somebody you put in a position of authority, a doctor, a teacher, don't give them that authority to determine your the, those things. You know, don't give them that upper hand. You know, what what if a if a um, start going down that path? You don't listen to yourself anymore. You're listening to all these other people you're giving all this power to without being informed. So important to be informed. You know, and my son, Chris, he's now 29, had his fifth round of antibiotics being um, prescribed for him by the traditional medical doctor, pediatrician, who... Who he was, he kept getting ear infection after ear infection, and I started to notice this pattern. The time between them became less, and so now this child was on his like fourth or fifth round of antibiotics. I took charge of my nature. I took charge of this. I started to read Lennon Smith's material. I started to get educated about the effects of diet in a child, in a um, when certain foods are introduced to a child. Chris was 
about 15 months at the time. He's a type 2 energy. He has a sense that at the time his, his whole physical composition was more sensitive. I could have just done it. You know, then they were talking about putting tubes in his ears. And as I, you know, I had enough sensibility at the time to even my common sense, which type 3s are blessed with a lot of common sense if they're willing to trust it and follow it. And my intuitive sense was this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. We're, we're creating a disability in him. And so I started to learn that he had the possibility of food allergens, went into the doctor's office, asked the doctor to test him, that I'd been reading, that I'd been getting informed. Didn't even have blogs at the time, you know. You had a few books. So you had to dig pretty deep to find this stuff. Nowadays, it's, there's more information you can even have time to read. So... He just poo-pooed me. He just really kind of, I think he was a type 4 energy. He was the authority. I was challenging his authority, questioning him. He didn't like that. Um, he disregarded my my um, interest. And, you know, I think now, are you kidding me? Who's the customer here? Who's the one, you know, this, this sort of blowing off your patience? I had a type 3 moment without knowing I'm a type 3 energy. I said, I'm leaving. I do not support what you're doing. I'm going to find somebody who will help me. And he probably said, oh, good luck with that or something. And I left. I took Chris and I left. And I did find at the time he wasn't a DO, an osteopath. He was just a medical doctor in our community who started to practice more holistic approaches. Saw him. It was a blessing. Answered a prayer. Took Chris off soy, wheat, dairy, egg, and citrus. Gutted his diet. He didn't have a lot in his diet. I was now cooking with um, brown rice flour. At the time, it was tough to it was tough to do a lot with any of that because that was just in the very early days of alternative flours, alternative alternative replacements to milk. Um, but we gutted it, and for the next six to eight months, he ate. I took a lot of. I stopped giving him as much. Solid foods. I, I gave him really things his body could handle. The doctor treated him with a vitamin, a water soluble form of vitamin A, and he got. Um, we I wasn't nursing Chris anymore. In fact, there's a whole other story behind that. I'm not going to get into that. I don't. I want to be able to take calls today, but the uh, he put us on a really kind of a comparative to a mother's milk um, that probiotics that are in a mother's breast milk. And I was able to find that at the health food store. I mean, even health food stores were... The whole, I mean, this is 1980... He was born in 84, so this is like in 1985. And Anna and Chris are only 13 months apart, so I'm going through all this with a baby that's like 15 months old. And Anne was, Anne was born when Chris was 13 months old. I have a newborn and then still an infant because they're not even a toddler yet um, dealing with really intense food, you know, just a whole physical condition that I wasn't willing to just go down that path. And I'm so grateful. My type 3 nature kicked in and I was determined to to find another way because to this day, Chris has no allergies. 
we were able to intercept that, kind of correct, re-establish balance in his body. And he just needed more time, so I introduced other foods. And then you learn to introduce them just a single food at a time, see how he does and give more time between the foods. And he's fine now. Not a concern. So, there you go. Uh, my little story, I'm going to go take my first callers calling in from 435. You're live on the show. There you go. You're live on the show. Great. Yes, I have a 22-year-old daughter, and she has Asperger's syndrome, um, high-functioning autism, and she lives in a wonderful residential academy. She's been there two years. She works, and she can take college classes, and they have professionals that help her to work you know, and adapt to her disability. And here's my question. She functions as an adult in many areas, but in other areas, like interacting socially or dealing with money, she functions on the level of about a 10-year-old. She likes to watch cartoons, and she likes to color and that type of a thing. So is it possible to energy profile her? And which book would be best, The Child Whisperer, since she's kind of functioning as a child, or it's just my nature, since she also I, functions as an adult? <laughs> I, I would probably start with The Child Whisperer, and I would read both personally. I think they both have. I'd look at it. They they look at things from both that child perspective and the more adult perspective. Now, my experience with it's typical. It's more the probability. It's a very high probability she leads with a type four energy, because a type four, uh, a child or an adult with a type four energetic expression, has a more single focused one track mind. And they aren't as inclined to be as naturally social. And so it's just an amplified version of a type 4 energy. Um, does that make it a... I mean, definitely because it's, she has certain... Uh, she Her condition keeps her from being able to be completely independent in her life. There are going, you know... So is that just, you know, it, to me it's a phenomenon. I don't have any way nor any interest to do any research, but what is it that creates this sort of extreme expression of one of the four energy types that we now say, you know, we've classified it as this condition. Um, that That's the pattern I see. And I've met a lot of people and a lot of children that have those diagnoses. And they're all type fours. <laughs> you know, they all have a type four expression. She moves a lot. She has to run. She has to skip. She rocks. Um, so that's maybe not type three, but more of a neurological wiring because she's not well, still. No, no. Stillness isn't your physical activity in the world of a type four. They have an ability to get very singularly focused, though, and locked into something for longer periods of time. And that's the stillness factor. True that I'm yeah. talking about, that they uh-huh. have this ability to really zero in and then the repetition factor. When yeah. they want the same yeah. thing repeated over and over and over. Well, that's true for someone that we consider a non-autistic Asperger type 4 person that they'll eat the same breakfast their whole life. I mean, yeah, she does hyper-focus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's type 4 energy. So stillness isn't about, you know, you know sitting around all day. Uh-huh. That's about being able to get so still and focusing. 
And so oh, very just, good. Yeah. You're you're um, what we consider a balanced type four person has those same human qualities in their attributes and characteristics, but in less um, less less amplified. But they're still those those are the same expressions. That's why she gets so frustrated and upset when she cannot do things because that makes so much sense that she would be a type four because she has very high expectations for herself and often can't meet them. And and she knows she Mm can't. In your your approach to her, what happens then is you think you have to help her conform to be less of that to be more balanced. What works is to just recognize that's her preference and how to teach and someone to be balanced with that preference, to be balanced with that attribute, rather than try and take away the attribute. You work yeah. with it rather than trying to um, conform it. Absolutely. Right. Perfect. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that really helps. Okay, Appreciate thanks. It. My lines are open at three four seven six seven seven one nine six three. And you're welcome to ask about anything today. Um I appreciate that caller though, having that particular life experience. Um I do have a written question that was submitted to me via email. You can email me questions at um parenting at livyourtruth dot com. But I think this kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. And this came in from a mom, Jennifer, right? Hi, I'm a type 1 energy. My husband is a type 4 energy and my son is a type 3 energy. He is our only child and it's just the three of us in the home. My son is a rambunctious, outgoing, vocal, never sits down ever, two-year-old. Okay, now I want you to just, before I go on, I want you to keep in mind we're talking about a two-year-old. Cognitive skills are limited. Small motor skills are limited. Just in the process of developing large motor skills and some cognitive ability with languaging and being able to be even um, to deal with communication and reasoning. Very limited. Very limited. That doesn't really, that happens the earliest in a type 4 child's life, their ability to reason and kind of compute things intellectually. For a type three, that's probably going to happen more around four, four, and then get closer to four. Three and a half, four, and they start to really kind of kick that in. Otherwise, they're just very physically oriented to the world, wanting to explore everything she describes, rambunctious, outgoing, vocal, or sits down. She then writes, all all of his little life, he has gotten easily frustrated. So his little wife is a a cumulative of two years now. I'm going to be nice to this mom because I get a little, okay, I'm going to be really nice. I'm going to help her understand some things, and I hope I'll help you understand some things as I answer this question. She continues to write. To the point of throwing whatever object has not folded, stacked, 
or merely worked in his favor, dropping to the floor and just all out losing his mind. As time goes on, my husband and I have become increasingly concerned that this will translate throughout his life, and he will do things like quit easily and not finish tasks that give him the slightest challenge, since clearly life itself is a challenge. We want to get this behavior in check and maybe even modify it. Okay, I want you to pay attention now. I'm going to underline and bold, modify. If, If that's possible, how might we go about doing that? Any insight you can offer would be greatly appreciated. I often read your blogs and follow you on Facebook. And your insight is invaluable to me. Thank you for your time, Jennifer. Okay, so he's two years old. He's exhibiting signs of stress. He is not frustrated at what he's doing in that moment. He has, he's out of balance. He's not had the freedom of expression in his environment to feel at ease, to feel a sense of permission to be himself. And so when things get um, difficult, he's, He's reacting. He's doing exactly what he's designed to do. He's getting really angry. He's not angry at his activity. He's got all this pent-up energy that does not have the freedom of expression in his life, and it's now being um, channeled into that moment. And he's, true to his nature, reacting. He's angry. He's two years old. He has no idea what he's angry about. He's not consciously being able to bring this into a um, mental awareness to say, well, I'm really angry because my parents don't understand me and um, they aren't supporting me and expressing my true nature in a way that it can develop in a balanced way that I'm at ease. So my question to you, Jennifer, has your husband read The Child Whisperer? So often I have moms in this community where they're the ones that are informed. And this is a classic scenario if you're a type 1 energy um, and your husband is the type 4 energy, quite often that can play out as he's the one with the authority, he's the one that knows better, knows what's best, um, that you're not, I'm going to, possibly you're not standing up to him. Possibly you've not um, told him he needs to get informed about who your child is. A type 4 father is going to create a tremendous amount of structure and roles of how you're supposed to behave when you're at home or out in public. My sense this child has had tremendous amount of feedback about don't do this, don't do that, you better do it this way, you better do it that This young man is a little boy, nearly a baby still, so frustrated with so much pent-up energy, he's angry. And he's exhibiting that anger. You have to modify the way you parent him. Your child does not have to be, this is all fine, that your parenting approach is not working and is not supportive to his nature. He has no say on this one. He's two. My gut feeling is you're the informed parent. The dad is not. And things are happening that this child is just going to keep pushing back at you and kicking and screaming, and you can keep trying to beat it out of him, shaming out of him, discipline him out of him, 
ultimately, when he's old enough, he'll say, I got to leave because I can't be myself here. Because that's what adults do. They just disconnect. They say, I can't. My parents don't get me. They don't understand why they don't get them. They just don't feel loved and honored. And so they go, when they're old enough, whether they're teens or early adults, they go build a life and say, you know, I'm not drawn to my parents because they've never honored me. <laughs> they, Yeah, so that's the bigger picture scenario, but that's what happens. And you need to get your husband on board. So if your you know, if your husband's saying we have to do something to our child, your response would be no. We have to change the way we're parenting him. Um, and you need to get, you need to speak up. You need to use your voice. You need to, you need to stand up for your son, and and recognize. Please read the child. If you maybe you haven't read it, read the child whisper. What does this young little boy need to be able to? come into a place of ease in his nature, which includes a type three, two-year-old child, when they're at ease, will be rambunctious, will be vocal, will be outgoing, will be all the things you describe, and they need to be supported in environments where that's really loved, honored, and acknowledged. I love how rambunctious you are. I love how loud, you know, you're so passionate about life and you speak up. Good for you. I hear you. Don't put him in environments where that's not okay and he's going to be disciplined. And your home should be one of those environments where it's okay. That he's outgoing, that he's full of so much life and that he doesn't want to sit down for very long because he's now just two and he learned to walk recently. And he sees this whole big wide world outside of him and goes, I want to go touch that and get into that and explore it. And I love being challenged in ways that support my nature. So we read the the type 3 section and the child whisper and really, really see what's going on here so you can make this change. Okay, lines are still open. Um, I'm going to only take one or two more callers. So if you're sitting there going, oh, I really want to talk to you, you got to press one on your phone pad. Um, and now's the time. Hey. Five, seven, five, seven, five, you are live on the show. Hey. Hi, Carol. This is Jenny. Hi. Hi. I wanted to share um, a success story. Oh, thank you. Um, my... Um, I have a type 4 son who's uh, almost 7 years old and um as a child I I'm a type 4 mom and I I didn't understand his nature and so I was really hard on him and um about the time that I came to I I, be, I read your book um it's just my nature several years ago and read the type 4 and immediately saw him and we had some big changes all of a sudden um he wasn't um badly behaved little child. Um, I just knew how to work with him and to um, honor him. And um, we started to see great progress. And he was happy and I was happy. Um, Then shortly after that, he started to experience absence seizures where um, he doesn't have convulsions. He'll just space out during that time. And he started to have a lot, 20 to 30 a day. And so... We did, um, we started doing whatever we could to try and help him, um, and his behavior started to 
um, get bad again because you can imagine as a type four missing pieces of his day. Um, yeah. Recently. And um, I just, I still felt like I was missing something. And then just this last week, I realized, I, I had thought he was a secondary one, but just this last week, um, I realized he's a secondary three, and um, which explains another reason why he's been so unhappy, because he he hasn't been able to do a lot of things um, because of the seizures. Um, you know, riding a bike, swimming are all really unsafe unless there's someone right there with him. And um, so seeing that he's been missing the um, ability to go and experience things as a compliment, um, I've I've now also seen his behavior. Because he would do things that are kind of socially unacceptable and coming from a primary four is shocking. Um, but now that I see that he's a secondary three, it no longer is, um, I guess, so offensive to me because I recognize... Oh, he's just a secondary three. Um, Which that's and, a big energy, you know. They're very, you yes. know, my son Mark, who's a dominant type four as a secondary three, that's a, that's a strong presence in a young child, you know. That's a very, uh-huh. can be a very demanding energy because they really need to be respected and they've got the strive, you know. The, the, this makes them very, it, the energy builds up you know, it it that it those imbalances can set in. That's awesome that you're recognizing that. Has it yeah. made a difference in his his seizure condition? Um, it has. Well, we we did recently just start him on some medication. Um, I was trying to do some alternative methods, um, but he didn't want to, and so I was trying to honor him. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm not. I am not an anti-medicine person at all. I mean, medication say, you know, right. it, it. I'm just saying that edu- being informed and aware, it's very important that you do, that, that we are very proactive in all of this. So right. I, I, right. You know, it has place. So he has. It has been better, and I've I've noticed too. Just by recognizing that, I I've been able to see situations differently. So instead of re- reacting to him, I'm able to respond to him. And I'm able to um, recognize his abilities and what's not going to work. Um, for example, we go to therapy once a week, and whenever we're all done, it's a nightmare trying to get all the kids out the door because as soon as he comes, it's like everyone <laughs> responds to his energy and it's all over the place. And so rather than waiting for him to come out, I said, well, meet us in the car. So then I'm I'm not grumpy trying to get all of these kids out the door. And he's not feeling like he's a bad kid because I'm angry at him. And um, just recognizing, oh, he just doesn't do well in this situation, so I'm not going to put him in it. So yeah, it's made a big definitely. difference for me. There, you said it all right there. He doesn't do well in this situation, so I'm not going to put him in it. Yeah. If every parent could have that kind of hindsight, foresight, kind of observational <laughs> quality, according to their child's nature, yeah, that's 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 what takes the stress off then, right? Which then he can be at ease being him, and at ease looks differently. It doesn't mean you've got this docile kid. It means you know he's who he right. is. So I right. applaud you, and I I love that you 
shared your story after the former question because that's what I'm hoping for the mom that wrote in the question. That she'll she'll see there's a lot that can be done from her perspective, from the parent side of it, that's not happening. And so your story is just evidence of that kind of success that can can pretty quickly um, come forward when you're willing to look at yourself as a parent and uh, what you're doing. So I right. really applaud you and all other parents that are, are willing to do that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can I add one thing? I um, uh-huh. I felt a long time like my son had a disability or he was somehow broken. or, um, And once I saw the light bulb went on and I saw his true nature, it was like, oh, he's not broken, he's not dysfunctional, he's not any of these things. I just didn't understand him. And so I am so glad to be able to know the natures, the energy types, and be able to see how they express and just understand the differences in people and um, seeing that in myself too. Once I understood, oh, I'm not broken or dysfunctional, it's just (laughs) the energy and it's perfect. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your call today. So I've got time for one more caller at 347-677-1963, and you do have to press the number one on the phone. Thank you for the question that was submitted via email at parenting at liveyourtruth.com, and thank you, Jenny, the mom that just called in with that great success story. And um, everybody, every success story you hear, either in the book, whether you read about a success story or you hear one on the show that, you can have your own success story because this work, this body of work is designed to support you in having more successes as a parent. It does require change. It does require introspection. It requires accountability. It requires all these fabulous human attributes that we should strive for anyway um, that make us just generally really more balanced, wonderful people. So those are, those are all just, um, you, you know, you got to be willing to look at yourself as a parent. None of it. Yeah, again, it's like the mom that just called in with a success story. She wasn't striving to limit her son or make life more difficult. She had a limited awareness and a limited, a limited um, point of reference, which gave, which then limited and had expectations that were not congruent. So you get more informed, you get more aware, you get a new perspective, greater insight. You're able to adjust your expectations. And all of a sudden, things start to change. You know, it's pretty pretty practical, of course. Um, that's what I strive for is offering information that has practical, can be applied practically um, to your life. Well, we're getting to the end of the show. I want to give you an update on some things that I've been working on um, in our world at Live Your Truth, just some little updates. We're really grateful for all of our uh, community members in the Dressing Your Truth community. Uh, Dressing Your Truth is a system that takes the four types and applies it to women's experience with beauty and fashion and teaches you how to become your own uh, fashionista true to your nature. So check out dressingyourtruth.com forward slash free course. If you have not invested or looked into that program, you can sign up for a free course that we offer at dressingyourtruth.com forward slash free course. Well, we, uh, 
about six months ago, six eight months ago, we ran a um, we did a promotion where we wanted to reach ten thousand community members. We re- we met our goal last October. We're now probably up to thirteen thousand community members, and that's the best way to share dressing your truth with a friend or a loved one. Send them the link to the free course and let them experience it through us. And um, you're not no you know, our information is copyrighted, trademarked. We do not license or get permission for people to teach it, um, share it. Best best way for you to share this is to say, hey, they've got this really great program, you know, that I've been doing. They've got this free course. Check it out. Let us guide people through this information. We're very, I am very, I'm very trained in how to do that, and the people that I've hired and I've trained. My daughter, daughter-in-law, and our expert staff are just excellent resources to these people for this information. So we ran this promotion. We met our goal, and one of the things we promised our community is we would create the Dressing Your Truth for Men course, the online course for men. We are very invested in that. We're well into the thick of it. We're in production right now. Um, we've been doing working at it for a couple months now. We are looking at... a July or August launch date. Kind of depends how we've got some big filming days when I can get home from my current travels. And I'm just, it's turning into this most amazing. We're, we are really looking at men. We're really, I'm looking at what do men need? What do they want? What is their incentive for this? Um, and it's not the same as women. And of course it wouldn't be. And then how we're going to teach the energy profiling command, the book that will uh, align with the online course, the Dressing Your Truth course, will be my book, It's Just My Nature. We actually did a few rewrites in it, uh, a little bit of an update on the editing, and um, it's ready to go, and then I'll love it. And I'm really looking at how to speak to men and how to enroll men in understanding their nature and the value of really showing them knowing who they are and showing that to the world in their inner and outer expression of self. We've come up with five, we have key words that we teach in the Dressing Your Truth experience that really um, we teach women to identify with these as their expression of fashion and style and we've come up with new words for men. So we're not just uh, taking what we've done for women and slapping a uh, men's label on it, we're creating a program for men, and we're very excited about that because we know men ultimately want to know their truth and live it and look good while they're doing it. So that's my update on that. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. I look forward to uh, next week's show. Thank you for all of the good things that you're doing as a mother and a father. Please, moms, get your husbands on board with this time. Invite them to read The Child Whisper. It's it's on audio, it's on Kindle, it's in paperback. It's got all those options. Read it with him. Thanks, everyone. I will talk to you later. For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer Parenting System, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com. 
To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being a part of today's show. 